0: Welcome to Pridescape, the official podcast of Pride Northwest, home of the annual Portland Pride Waterfront Festival and Parade, and much more. Each month, we will be bringing you the latest Pride Northwest updates and important news and information affecting Oregon and Southwest Washington's LGBTQ community. To learn more about Pride Northwest, visit our website at pridenw.org. And now your host and executive director of Pride Northwest, Deborah Porta.
1: Hi, and welcome to PrideScape, the official podcast for Pride Northwest. My name is Deborah Porta, and I'm the Executive Director for Pride Northwest. Today, I'm joined by Carrie ann Horton, our Program Assistant, to talk a bit about Pride Northwest, who we are, our programs, and what we've been up to. Hi, Carrie ann Hi, Deborah. Thanks for joining me today. Before we jump into Pride Northwest happenings, tell us a bit about yourself, how you came to Pride Northwest, and maybe a bit about what you do for Pride for us.
0: Thank you, Deborah. I was born in Oregon and I grew up in Hillsboro. And I've lived uh, most of my life on the west side of the metro, Portland metro area. I love all things Broadway. It's my go to music generally. And I live with four cats, two of which are mine. Uh, We really like cats in this household. And uh, I went back to school full-time in 2008 and got my bachelor's degree in 2011 before pursuing a master's degree in public administration. And uh, people would ask me what I would do with a degree in liberal studies, and I would joke, well, you get a master's degree. <laughs> Uh but some major life stuff came up for me and I was unfortunately not able to complete the final credits for that degree. So I went on and I drove for Uber for a couple of years after that and uh, uh in June of 2019 Deborah hired me as or you hired me Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to have some just extra help, extra hands around to help out with Pride that year. So I started out by just running errands, making sure that things were where they were supposed to be and then helping out the day of and and then uh, in October, I was hired on uh, full time.
1: So I know I know that you were hired uh, just before Pride twenty nineteen in early June. Twenty nineteen was a big year, and there was just we just needed we needed some more help. So you joined us, which was a huge help. And then it, and then you take it from there.
0: Yeah, and then we. So I've been working on. We got a new website in place for both uh, the new for the. <laughs> Portland Pride Waterfront Festival and Parade, and that was really exciting to showcase what we what we'd been doing. And we were excited to be expanding the festival. And so I help out a lot with that. I also help out with um, just keeping paperwork in order in the office. Um, any and when we moved into to 2020, and we realized we weren't going to be able to uh, move forward with the festival as it, as it was, um, I also stepped up and was able to help us develop. Um, a lot of the, or at least help with a lot of the editing and um, for the videos that we did and putting all that together uh, for the festival online in 2020. So that was really. And then I just uh, do whatever Deborah needs me to do from there. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you need me to do, Deborah. <laughs> um, um,
1: well, I, I also I think you I think you underestimate your impact because since you've joined. Pride Northwest, you take care of everything from our general bookkeeping, working with our accountant, to our web maintenance, uh, design, uh, our newsletter, donor conversations, helping with social media, helping plan, budget, there's a lot that you do, uh, well, thank which you is there, why I'm so happy that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um well this is our first podcast and this is our first episode which is really exciting which is and it's probably why we're both stumbling around trying to figure out what to say Uh, so i thought we'd we'd take this episode and introduce pride northwest Mm -hmm. who we are what our programs are and uh, especially in this really interesting year, what we've been up to and changes that have been happening for the organization. Uh, Pride Northwest is a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in Portland, Oregon, although our service area is all of Oregon and parts of Southwest Washington. We were founded in 1994, although Pride celebrations have been happening in Portland since the mid 70s. We have maintained and remained a small organization with uh, a vol- all volunteer board of directors. I was on the board for as board president for nine years before stepping off and taking on the role of executive director in late 2016. So we've we've grown a lot in the last decade, including branching out, becoming active year-round. So, obviously, Portland Pride, the Pride Waterfront Festival and Parade, is our largest program. It's the reason that we were founded, and we do not lose sight of that. At the same time, we've also, over time, we've grown and are now active year-round. In particular, we support our LGBTQ young people in building community with them, and providing space for them to build community with each other. We strive to build bridges between LGBTQ plus generations, supporting and uplifting incarcerated LGBTQ young people, as well as collaborating with a variety of organizations and agencies around the region who serve our youth. In 2018, we also established in partnership with Glapin and other LGBTQ plus community historians, uh, the George T. Nicola LGBTQ history fellowship named in honor of Portland. And if you haven't met George, you should meet George named in honor of Portland LGBTQ plus community historian George Nicola. The fellowship fosters research and preservation of LGBTQ history through financial support and mentorship of LGBTQ plus and allied historians in Oregon. Specifically, this is a fellowship currently for college students of all levels, community college, post-secondary, undergrad, master's, PhD, all levels. So we're excited about that one. We also have the LGBTQ plus community impact program. Each year we support a variety of community organizations and efforts. This can range from supporting the Imperial Sovereign Rose Court, the Audrea M. Edwards Scholarship Fund, produced by Peacock in the Park, and and other community pride celebrations around the region. We also at times support the Oregon Queer Students of Color Conference held at PSU, the Queer Youth Summit. We've partnered and supported Q Center in the past, the Equi Institute, uh, and we're very committed to supporting our incarcerated young people uh, in the state of Oregon where there's a given the size of our community there is a significant percentage of young people who eventually at some point interact with the youth correctional system in Oregon and so we have been committed for a number of years to building relationships building community and ensuring that when they exit the system, they have a community to come out into.
0: So, Deborah, you've been wanting to do a podcast for for a while now. We've been talking about it prior to COVID. Uh-huh. Um, why Why are we doing a podcast? Why does Pride Northwest need a podcast?
1: Well, you know, over time, over these years, I've been you know I've been involved with Pride Northwest since two thousand and six. And one of the things that, and this goes for many nonprofit organizations, one of the struggles is finding effective ways to be able to tell our own story. Um, as an organization that exists in large part to shine the spotlight on and bring visibility to other efforts, other our talent, our, Trailblazers, other organizations doing great work, uh, community members making change, our experiences, our lives, all of that. Our focus tends to be very much outward-facing, and and it can become really interesting trying to tell our own story as an organization. What's our impact? What what are we working on? What are we seeing? What are we experiencing? Uh, and and what are our goals about? uplifting and uh, bring benefit to our community. So when I've been giving a lot of thought to that and podcasts just seem like the perfect fit for being able to do that, um, to not only tell our own story, to talk about the work that we're doing, but to also relate it to talking directly to our community. And, you know, obviously when we're, when we're at, the waterfront or at the parade. We, you know, we interact with community a lot, um, both at those events and outside of it. But it's really, it can be really difficult to have good conversations, to really dig into issues that are important to the community, impacting the community that need spotlight on them. And the podcast format just really sort of allows for that and allows for us to be To be really flexible and responsive to urgent issues, you know, obviously we're going to have to have a conversation about COVID, but also to be able to share information and stories from and about our community uh, and to address issues important to the community, important actions that are coming. Just the range is really broad when you're talking about the podcast format and and so it just makes a lot of sense for for Pride Northwest to enter into this field and and run with it basically.
0: So what have we got planned for some of our upcoming podcasts that people can look forward to this year?
1: Well, at this point we are we've got Robin Will who is the president of Glappin, the formerly known as the Gay and Lesbian Archives of, of the Pacific Northwest, is going to be joining us to, to talk about GWAPN, to talk about our collaborations, um, address history. It's the Robin is a walking encyclopedia of LGBTQ plus history in the state of Oregon. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're also down the road going to be joined by Katie Cox, who is the brand new executive director of the Equity Institute. And we're going to talk about a really exciting project that our two organizations are doing together. Um, Rob Noss, who is a, an out gay Oregon state representative, is going to be joining us to talk about some important legislation specifically impactful to our community that's going to be introduced in the upcoming session um, after the first of the year. And so that's to get us started. We're, we really look forward to having policymakers, organizational representatives, community leaders, uh, community organizers. Pride Northwest sort of sits in this balanced place of being able to represent and advocate for our community in so-called places of power, while at the same time, also being able to work with really closely and be informed by community on the ground. And we really look forward to highlighting those efforts, raising up the real effective and life-changing work that's happening um, under the radar, out of the spotlight, and, and using our spotlight to, to raise those efforts up and have some real conversations about, about where our community's at, where we've been, where do we wanna go, uh, what our needs are. And, and so it's gonna be a pretty broad a broad range of guests and topics that we cover each month on this podcast.
0: So I know in early 2020, we were really looking forward to expanding the Portland Pride Waterfront Festival—it's the first expansion in 15 years. And we realized in March that that was not going to be possible. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how COVID-19 has impacted Pride Northwest and Portland Pride Waterfront Festival and Parade? And and maybe you can tell us a little bit about
1: what we're thinking for this coming year. 2020. Well, it's been a lot of fun this year. Um, you're right. We, we were working early on, um, at the end of 2019 into 2020 looking at being able to grow, particularly the waterfront festival. Um, it's, you're right. has not been expanded since, uh, at least 15 years, if not longer. And, um, and it's pretty crowded, so we've been wanting to to expand the space there for some time, and and allow us more more ability to do more with that space. Um, so we're yeah, we were definitely very excited about about being able to do that. And then and then this bug called COVID came, and uh, and just upended everything. We. Waited as long as we could to, you know, Portland Pride has never been, at least in my knowledge, and definitely not in my time here, has never been canceled. It's never Pride comes whether you're whether you're ready for Pride or not. Pride comes, and so it was. Um, it was a scary decision to make, but one that we knew had to be done. And obviously, we weren't alone. We were in contact with Pride organizations around the world, really. Uh, all dealing with the same questions. And we ended up being one of over 400 prides that had to cancel. We all tried to postpone. We all kept hope for the fall, Um, but it didn't take very long to realize, nope, that's not happening. So we, as again, as with a lot of other prides, had to shift really quickly. And, uh, and this is where you were really a game changer and a lifesaver with the skill set that you brought to to move into the virtual world really quickly. And um, we were able to partner with um, you know, Kevin Cook, Poison Waters, the Peacock in the Park folks, Darcells to pull a whole a whole show together. 360 Um, labs let's not forget 360 labs yeah 360 Mm -hmm. labs did the took care of the filming and the editing most of the editing um for the for the big drag show we were able to pull together some uh fantastic local talent as well as some uh regional talent to to put together uh basically a stage show virtual stage show uh and then the the whole um parade like it's 1999, it was perfect timing to have received a copy of Portland Pride's parade in 1999 that we could then utilize to build a, a virtual parade around. So, so we ended up putting on a really great show, which was amazing, all happening at the same time that COVID, it didn't take very long for for COVID to to have a significant impact on our community. Um, You know, we're overrepresented in the service sectors and um, retail, restaurant, even the uh, social service sectors were overly represented in those areas. And those were the first jobs to go. Um, So we as an organization, as you know, pivoted really quickly to... um, to kind of direct service to, to being part of the emergency response of, of how do we support our community in this, in this crisis. Um, you know, we've it's been great to be able to partner with, uh, whether it's been MCC of Portland, Glapin, um, Esther's Pantry, the Imperial Sovereign Rose Court, Peacock in the Park, a very Q Center, uh, Feed the Mass, all of these organizations to to really get resources out to our community. Um, And I think one of the things that became really clear early on was that Pride Northwest was, um, my mentor hates this phrase, but we were sort of uniquely positioned to, to, to respond and respond in a big way because you know, as, as an organization, one of the things that we have done for a number of years is actively fiscally sponsor some other smaller grassroots organizations: Northwest Gender Alliance, Greater Portland Trans Unity, uh, Latinx Pride. And through some of those relationships, we were already engaged in efforts to support. Folks in our community who were really economically smashed, and for lack of a better way to put it. Um, particularly Greater Portland Trans Unity and the Trans Housing Coalition, who are partners in the C3PO uh, villages that were put together along with the city to respond to COVID and the lack of space uh, in in our shelter system for for accommodating that. And so throughout the pandemic, from pretty much day one, we've been actively engaged in responding to community, whether it's direct financial support, partnering with um, Esters and Peacock for responding to the fires that Struck the state across the state in uh, in the summer to even now being part of the city's um, housing support program and making sure that people in our community um, are 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 ac- are able to access those funds very much needed cash support. So it's um, it's been an interesting combination of of things that we've done this year trying to you know. Make sure that Pride survives through whether it's virtual or otherwise. We've been doing virtual events, or and or responding to our community because for Pride Northwest, the event itself has never been the goal. Pride is Pride's the starting point for lifting up our community and ensuring that we are um, that we have what we need and that we are able to. To grow and flourish as people, and so direct response during this COVID period made a lot of sense to us because it's part of what Pride is supposed to be about to begin with. Um, and obviously, in the short term, I we don't. That's not going to change much. We although there's a um, a vaccine coming, fingers crossed. Um, it doesn't mean that the crisis is over, and it definitely, at least not anytime soon. The economic out, um, fallout of everything and the long-term health concerns are are going to be with us for some time, and so we will continue doing everything that we can to support our community, to advocate for resources as well as secure resources, and. Um, and make sure that we come out of this on the other side um, stronger and, and ready for the future.
0: So looking to 2021, it doesn't look like things are going to be able to go back to normal just yet. You, as you talked about, we have the, the vaccine that's coming up and hopefully that will help th- that things will get better this next year. What are we kind of looking at for 2021? What can you hint to some of our listeners about what's coming up?
1: Um, well, it's, you know, the interesting thing about all of this is the and I've said this to you before, the, <laughs> the amount of unknown that is still out there. Is uh, uh, is incredible and uh, and highly frustrating when one of the primary things you do is plan a large scale event that you aren't actually able to plan because there's so many unknowns happening. Um, we we don't expect 2021 to be back to quote unquote normal um, in. Talking to the city, to the county, state officials, health officials, other pride organizers just around the country, around you know the area. We we know that 2021 is is not prepared to to go back to the way it was. Um, in some ways, back to the way it was may not be where we want to go. That's an opportunity that we've that we've recognized to to build to build something different, something better, um, while incorporating all of the things that we do love about traditional pride. Uh, for 2021, there are some exciting opportunities happening that, uh, that we'll talk about as the year goes on. Obviously, at this point in the game, it's, it's a lot of uh, permissions and permitting and, and really planning, looking at, okay, what's possible? Um, it's interesting that because of the nature of COVID and the restrictions in place around COVID and, and all, of, uh, all of the event organizers are facing this, we have to, whatever we think we're going to be able to do by the time June arrives, we have to plan it as if it's happening right now and meet the safety and health criteria that's in place right now which makes for an interesting process because we know and hope it'll be different in June, but we have to plan as if it's right now. So, so that's kind of what we're doing is planning as much as we can, identifying options and opportunities for bringing the community together that we'd be able to do now under current restrictions. And then as we move into the year, hopefully being able to expand that a bit and grow it uh, under the assumption that things will improve. And that doesn't really help in describing to folks what it is we have planned because we don't actually have a solid answer to that when we can't at the moment. Um, But we have some pretty exciting opportunities that are looking, looking uh, possible. So, what I would say is um, is to keep tuning in, keep watching the website, watch our social media, um, but especially tune in here because this is where we will likely talk about them first as we get closer and can confirm what we're going to be able to do.
0: Well, and along with COVID-19 this year, um, there has been a huge movement around Black Lives Matter. Uh, I mean, there was a movement before COVID-19, um, but it has really gained a
1: lot of traction this year. Yeah, you're right. People, I think a combination of things happened. People reach their limits, completely understandably, at the, t- at, a, at the same time that a larger segment of the community uh, also faced crisis and and it kind of allowed a um, a rising of numbers that um, might not have happened otherwise. Whether they should happen or not, um, and it's the Black Lives Matter movement. The uh, um, the ins- the events of this year have definitely impacted Pride Northwest. Um, you know, Pride Northwest has been engaged in this conversation around police accountability for a number of years. And without a lot of traction, honestly, it's been a difficult conversation with uh, particularly the city of Portland and the Portland Police Department. Um, And although there are some great people who want to make things happen, it's been really evident how systemically deep the resistance to change is in, in law enforcement. And um, you know, we were, we've been directly impacted by that in um, not long ago, particularly in 2017, 2018. So this isn't a new conversation for us. And it's one that we have remained committed to. Seeing through and being able to advocate for our community and and call for accountability and taking steps to 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 bring about that accountability, um, the all of the elements that came together this year with COVID and um, and so when when George Floyd was killed and the um, that really sparked the the level of civil unrest that we came to see and are still seeing in some areas um happened actually right around the time that we were moving to virtual pride and planning that content so it had a first and foremost it had a very direct impact on how we plan that content although pride northwest has prioritized um Diverse voices in our in our talent at the festival, et cetera. Um, this year gave us a unique opportunity to to kind of push that envelope a little bit and make some very clear statements about where our priorities lie. Um, and we did that with virtual pride prior to to Pride twenty twenty. Pride Northwest had already made changes in our policies particularly regarding participation by armed and uniformed law enforcement in the portland pride parade and festival and and then COVID happened and those events didn't happen and it's not that those things that those changes were were lost in the shuffle so to speak but it's basically they're just overshadowed with everything else happening Pride Northwest has for a long time tried to and is working toward ensuring that when we quote unquote walk into a room, we're bringing the voices that are not typically allowed in those rooms in that space. And that's the perspective we're going to be coming from. We're not there to speak for the more oppressed violated marginalized left out whatever phrase you want to use parts of our community our role is to ensure that those voices have a space to be heard and and that's what we'll continue to do and that's what we do with our programming with our financial resources and and really the priorities that we set for ourselves as an organization, and this year, it's not even a for better or for worse, but this year really provided concrete opportunities, you could say, for for walking that talk and um, and really putting those priorities into play, and that will continue to inform what we plan in the future whether it's the portland pride waterfront festival and parade uh our other programming our resources well it looks like we are coming to the end of our time we hope you have enjoyed this uh introduction to pride northwest for folks who might not have known some of the work that we do we look forward to having you join us for future episodes. We're really excited about this opportunity to, to expand and lift up the voices of Oregon and Southwest Washington's LGBTQ plus community through the work that we do at Pride Northwest, as well as all of the fantastic work that happens out there in the community.
0: Thank you for listening to Pridescape, the official podcast of Pride Northwest, with executive director, podcast producer, and host, Deborah Porta. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on what you heard today, please go to Pride Northwest's website, pridenw.org.